everyone. My name is Marielle, and I'm the founder of Travel Experiences Reimagined, the podcast for travel enthusiasts, wanderlusts, and adventure seekers, craving to learn more about tours and excursions from all over the world through the eyes of a new tour guide or host each episode. Hi, everyone. Does travel feel overwhelming even before you begin to go on the trip? Do you prefer to tell someone what you want to do and have them create your perfect itinerary? If you are heading to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., look no further than Paige, founder of Curious Caravan, based out of Washington, D.C., where she specializes in creating one-of-a-kind experiences and custom itineraries to show you off-the-beaten-path places and hidden gems that D.C. has to offer to you, the tourist. Welcome, Paige. Did I miss anything? No, that was perfect. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thank you, Paige. Excited to have you on. I love to start off every episode with a bit of your background, other jobs that you've had, other places that you've lived, just to give the listeners a little bit more of an idea about you. Sure. Well, I mean, I've been kind of a nomad. I grew up overseas um, in South America, Japan, and England, and DC is the longest I've lived anywhere. Um, And it was, you know, the most that I felt at home. It's a very international city. Uh, There's so many things to do. And I actually started my business accidentally. I had never had any thoughts about starting a business or going into, you know, planning experiences. But in my little circle of friends, I'm always the one who is organizing events and things to do and making recommendations. And it kind of grew from there. People just started you know, giving out my name if someone was looking for something to do on the weekend or bragging about, oh, I found out about this really cool thing from my friend Paige. So then it really snowballed. And that's how my business started was just, you know, being that go-to person who was always going out to lots of things. And I always like to have company along. I really love showing people the a different side of DC beyond the monuments and memorials. And so that's, how everything got started. Wow. First of all, I love that story. You've lived in so many places, so you understand what it's like to be a tourist, but at the same time, you can help other tourists and travelers in the city that you know and love now. And just having it organic, I really think is such a beautiful thing because right, you don't mean for that to happen, but all of a sudden people start referring you, it becomes word of mouth, and you're creating something amazing, right? So people want to be part of that. Before we get into your business, I love the name Curious Caravan. Did that start because of you moving around or is there a deeper meaning behind the name? You know, it's so funny. I always had that name in the back of my head for no real reason. I just always liked it. And, you know, again, I never had any desire or inclination that I was going to have a business. But once I kind of decided to formalize it, that name was just right there. And I do think it is influenced by the fact that I've lived in so many places and that I am really curious about a lot of things. You know, like I'm the person on the tour who asks all those annoying questions that make everyone (laughs) roll their eyes, you know? And like when you go to museums, I'm like, wait a minute, stop. What did that plaque say? I'm that person 1,000%. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Exactly. So the name just kind of fits. Okay. I love that. I like to ask questions too, hence why I do a podcast. So I am the same way as you. And also before we begin talking about your business, I want to caveat something because I worked at a travel agency for many years. And as a travel agent, right, you help clients book trips all over the world, right? So I want you to differentiate yourself between right a travel agent versus what you do so people understand 
you know, the value that you give and what you're providing to them. I know it's that off the beaten path and hidden gem, but do you like, what are some of your offerings in that and some of the differences? I am so glad you asked that question because yes, people always either think I do tours or I am a travel agent. I like to think of myself as your DC BFF. I, you know, I've lived in this area for such a long time. I'm attached to so many different communities. So what I do is really find out what your interests are. Uh, you know, if you're someone who's really interested in the arts or culture, you know, whatever it is. And I really create a one of a kind experience or itinerary that is 1000% personalized to you and what you want to do. Um, you know, and I find out how do you like to kind of go about your journey? Are you someone who really wants a structured, you know, TikTok from, you know, from morning till evening with every second of your day accounted for? Or are you really kind of looking for some suggestions to kind of help you pick and choose how you move throughout your day? Um, and then the other part that I really like to do for all of my experiences, no, no matter if it's a structured journey or a more free-flowing one, I really love embedding it with the opportunity to meet someone local, whether it's a local artist or it's an owner at a store that I love or a restaurant where, you know, you're just going to get the best service because it's not just about checking things off a to-do list. Um, and it's not just about, okay, saw that, saw that. You know, I really want you get a, to get a sense of DC because it's the people here that make it so amazing. And it's why, you know, I love it so much. It's those you know, kind of random conversations you have with, you know, one of the great street vendors or, um, you know, someone in the back of an Uber, you know, those are the things that you really remember um, and really enrich your experience. So that's one of the things that I really at the field that I specialize in, because again, I know so many different people and a lot of them are friends of mine or people I just kind of met on my own excursions. So I really like embedding, um, you know, those opportunities for one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, the conversations or those kind of personal touch points in your journey. I love everything you said because, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, because working with a travel agent, it's great, right? They can help you with booking flights, air, you know, hotel. They can even help you with going on one of these, I'm going to say like EF tours or something like that, mm -hmm. right? With a group travel. But what you offer is really special because you can really customize as, you know, as little or as big as you need as every last minute or being completely spontaneous and really curating that experience. And I really find more and more people are looking for that, right? You want that local experience. And the biggest thing people look for is partnerships and word of mouth and having somebody that they like, know, and trust, right? I really believe in those factors. Really, if you're a tour guide or what you do, because you are the face of your business, right? You have mm -hmm. these incredible relationships and you want to be able to refer these people, right? You want to refer people that you know, you like, you trust, and that it's a partnership, right? You can refer them for business, to go to a restaurant, to go walk around the monuments, right? To even just grab a bite to eat, right? Whatever it is, you can curate that experience and be as flexible and really as customizable as you'd like, which I love. Um, I just think that's awesome what you're mm -hmm. doing. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and these are places and people that I've either been there personally, I know the person personally, or they're a friend of a friend who's a really good friend. You know, it's not just going to Yelp and saying, oh, well, that sounds like <laughs> it's good. 
maybe, I don't know, you know, or if it's something I don't know, you know, I'm going to go out there and check it out myself. So anything that I'm recommending or putting together, it's because, you know, I can 100% swear to it. Absolutely. I think that's really important and people really want to trust that they're trusting you with their future trip. But I really want to go into the logistics, right, of this entire process because I went through your website. I love how it's set up. It's very easy to understand who you are, what you do, and what you offer. And I actually kind of went through the questionnaire, not submitting because I wish I was going to DC, but I wanted to see the process a little bit. So can you walk me through from the time somebody goes to your website and clicks on a questionnaire to the time they go to DC and even while in DC, what that looks like for somebody who is interested in going and working with you? Sure. Well, as you, as you mentioned, um, there is an intake form on my website, and that's really just the start of our conversation Um it kind of gives me a baseline of kind of, you know, generally what you're looking for. But it's one of those things you don't know what you're looking for, you know, until you start finding out what is what's possible. So from there, um, I'll have a one on one call with you and ask you even more questions and get a sense of, uh, you know, what are, what are you really interested in? What are you hoping to get out of this trip? Uh, you know, are you really looking to stretch yourself? Do Are you looking to do something new and different? Um, you know, how much time do you have? Uh, you know, things like that. And then some of the basic logistics and your budget as well. Um, and then from there, I just build out what your experience is. Uh, for some folks, it's, um, you know, I'll develop a custom tour if it's for a group. Um, or it could be, you know, let, let's say someone is really interested in food. Uh, you know, obviously you can do um, a food tour, but, you know, I can also put together, um, you know, a one-on-one cooking class with someone or, um, you know, hey, I've got a friend who's opening a restaurant, you know, why don't we see if we can get you in so you can get a behind the scenes of what, a, you know, what it's like working in a restaurant. So it really kind of depends on what they want to get out of the trip. Um, more commonly, I do a custom itinerary, which is kind of that TikTok that I talked about. Um, and again, that can be as structured as someone would like, you know, someone who's really like my time is limited or, you know, I really want to see as much as possible. I need you just to map out everything for me and I'm just going to take that and go. Or it's someone who's like, well, you know, I might want to sleep in one morning. I don't really know. I just want some options. So I'm not just spending time figuring out where to even start. Um, and then from there, I you know, present the kind of the first cut. I uh, We have another conversation to make sure that what I'm providing is on point. Do we need to tailor it some more? Did you hear about something super awesome that you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to make sure I, I you know, do this. Or um, like, you know what? I really think I'm more interested in this. Um, and then from there, you know, I provide um, either the details of the experience or your itinerary. And then when, when you're here in D.C., you know, I am going to be your, like I said at the top of the show, I'm going to be your BFF. You know, I'm literally a phone, text, Zoom call away if you have any questions. Um, if you're like, you know, oh, I'm not sure about something. What do I do? Um, and also what, when you're here, I really like to meet folks. You know, we've 
seen each other on a Zoom call. We've had many conversations, but you know, I really want to meet you, say hi, see how things are going, arrange for a drink perhaps at one of my favorite hotels or something, and just kind of check in with you and you know, kind of give you some time to decompress and again, give you that one-on-one kind of white glove experience. Um, you know, and I also love to again make sure that folks are having an opportunity to meet some of the local people. So, um, you know, if, if while you're here, something amazing pops up at the last minute, and I know it's something you said you were interested in, but maybe something that, um, wouldn't 100% fit into your time frame or your itinerary, but I can swing it. You know, I'm going to give you a call or a text and be like, hey, oh my God, this amazing opportunity just opened up. Or, hey, this person that I really think you'd love to meet is in town. You know, we're going to be at this park. You know, I'd love it if you could swing by and meet them and really just keep it fresh, friendly, um, and really kind of give you as much of my time as you want or need. Um, And yeah, kind of, I'm there to gently guide you or I'm there to hold your hand, again, depending on how much. you know, how much of that you want or need. And that's really how it all comes together. It's really a lot of, you know, asking questions and, um, you know, just kind of coming up with those experiences that I think you're going to be interested in. But then I also like to try to push people a little bit and give them what they want, but also a little more. Because again, you never know about something till you try it. So I'm always going to give you something that's like, you know what, you didn't, you weren't 100% sure about this, but I think if you tried it, you might really like it or it might be something cool. So I'm just going to put this in here anyway. I'm going to let you think about it, but I'm going to give you that option. I think that's great. First of all, t- to me, what you offer, right, is of course, slight tour guide to a point, kind of travel agent, but really almost a white glove concierge service where you're there for somebody, right, as much or as little as they need, but you can offer just such incredible experiences that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have known otherwise without your help, right, or connecting with people that they wouldn't have known without you, which is the human connection, and people want that nowadays. And even meeting you, right, even having the opportunity just a quick hello and how are you and if you have any questions, it just gives that extra attention, right, that extra white glove experience that people really look for. So, I love that. And I want to get into kind of top places, hidden gems off the beaten path here because I know it's your specialty. So I'd love to know maybe three to five like food places, drink places. And then I'd also love to caveat just any maybe two or three other places that are really unique to DC that maybe are overlooked by maybe the monuments or other things that people go to DC for. Ooh, okay. Let's see. Three to five. That's going to be challenging because there's so many. I know. I would even um, say like breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, and a drink. Oh my goodness. <laughs> let's see. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. I, was, I think I'm just going to do sort of food kind of in general. So one of my all-time favorite places is Open City. It's um, kind of a, um, it's a diner, all-American food type of place. They serve breakfast all day. Breakfast is one of my favorite meals. So I love that. Um, and it's, it's a place that I started going to before I even moved into the city. I just love them so much. They're comfy. They're cozy. The food is always amazing. So that's one of my favorites year round. Um, another one of my favorites is their sister restaurant. It's called The Diner. I was just there recently. They have the best boozy milkshakes. 
it's so amazingly good. <laughs> boozy and milkshake, like yep. with alcohol? Boozy. Yes, ma'am. I need an example so of one. <laughs> good. Oh, my goodness. So I had the cherry blossom. I don't even know what was in it, but I know by the time I left, I was like, okay, we're not walking home. <laughs> like, that is not a thing That's we're doing That's dangerously now. delicious, um, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, and it's so hot right now, so it's the perfect sort of nostalgic, sweet treat, but with a kick. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see, another one of my favorite places. So this, it's called um, Puddin, P-U-D-D-I-N apostrophe Puddin. Uh, it started off as a food truck and they now have um, space over at Union Market and it's like Southern New Orleans food. Their shrimp and grits, oh my God, so, 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 so good. And their, um, their bread pudding, oh, it's their, like their bourbon bread pudding, absolutely amazing and love it. Um, and another place I love for drinks, it's in Adams Morgan. It's at the Line Hotel. Um, and like, I love to go sort of when the sun is coming down because it's an old church and they kept all of the like stained glass in the top floor. So when you go in, um, so, you know, in the summer, it's a little harder to, to kind of gauge the time, but sort of as the sun is going down, they call it the golden hour. It's just beautiful with like that stained glass light coming in and you're having your cocktail it's absolutely lovely sounds like it and it's just really <laughs> it is and it's just this really cool like funky hotel but very community oriented as well so like so those are some of my favorite food places um Let's see. Then you said favorite office. Yeah, or just even places. I'm thinking hidden gem in terms of not just the monuments, but is there any smaller museums to visit that are cool? Is there any town outside of DC that's worth visiting? Any for any visitor that really wants to think outside the box in a weird way and I don't know, want to try something different that isn't your typical thing that you would do in DC. Goodness, there are so many things that fit the bill. Okay, so one of the unexpected things I think that people don't know about is horseback riding in Rock Creek Park. So Rock Creek Park is, you know, this huge park. It's bigger than Central Park. Um, you know, there's, I don't even know how many different trails there are, but really any part of DC kind of touches some part of Rock Creek Park. You know, it's great for jogging, uh, walking your dog, you can barbecue, but not a lot of people know that you actually can rent horses from their horse uh, center and have like pony rides and they've just started up again they've been closed during covid um so they're doing that again and it's an absolutely wonderful way to kind of you know just kind of take a load off literally um but a great way to see rock creek and the, and the horses are just so lovely like i love it so much and it's great for kids it's great for adults it's great for really anybody. Another unexpected place I like is, hmm, is actually the Library of Congress. I feel like it doesn't get as much love as it should because I think people think it's just a big old library, which it is, but they have some really amazing programs. You can get a Library of Congress library card, which I think is amazing. I got mine last year. 
Um, and I love to just kind of let people see that in my wallet accidentally. I'm like, oh, this, my Library of Congress library got, yes, I have that. Thank you. That's pretty cool, that, actually, to say. <laughs> yes, because people have no idea that you actually can get a library card and read the books and check them out. I mean, you can't leave with them, but you can check out books from the Library of Congress. And it is a stunningly stunningly beautiful building and they have a lot of great free programs um they have free concerts i went to one over the weekend um they have uh movies that they do they have great talks and it's all free so you know it's an absolute treasure whether you know you're into kind of books or not um i definitely think it's some place that people should check out then another one and it's another library but this one is a public library martin luther king uh library they just underwent a huge renovation and modernization um, and opened up last year. So the building is right downtown. It's right by all of the museums, um, but it's a great place to pop in if you're kind of looking for some place to get away from the hustle and bustle. If you're like, oh, I've been doing museums all day. You know, I just want to kind of take a break. They open up a cafe on the bottom floor and they have this lovely little patio. So you're kind of in the midst of downtown hustle and bustle, but, but you're kind of tucked away from it all. Or you can go up on the roof, which is amazing. The view from there is astounding and it's quiet, but you can see everything. You know, you can check out a book, you can bring up food from the cafe. And it's just this wonderful little oasis where you can, where you can just, rest and you know take a moment and it's just absolutely beautiful oh um, wow yeah and they are also doing some summer concerts i'm going to one um on wednesday they're jazz concerts so it's you know not just books and reading that happen there you know they're just such a wonderful space um you know for the community to discover local artists to discover local musicians so that is another place that i absolutely love and it's not some place that people really think about sure I love that you said that and you know it's something I I love this podcast because I learned so much and I would never think a library offers so many cool kinds of events and even rooftops right to go on I find that really fascinating and interesting but that's really unique and I'm sure a lot of people going to DC probably wouldn't know that so I really thank you for mentioning that I think that's great mm -hmm. I really want to segue into I don't know if you recommend this or not, but it might be dependent on off the beat places that you mm. uh, recommend and mm -hmm. hidden gems. But I want to talk about getting around DC and staying in DC for a second, because I know this isn't necessarily something you quote unquote offer, but this might be something helpful to recommend based on experiences that you offer. Is there like a better place to stay in DC? Is it hard to get around DC? I'm sure it's going to factor if you're a solo traveler, if you're with a partner, if you're a family, right? If you're with elderly people, maybe disabled or a disability. But I'd love to know some of your thoughts around that of, you know, is it hard to get around by train? Is it easier to get Ubers? Is there a better place to stay or not? Just to hear some of your thoughts and what you think. Sure. Well, I think DC is fairly easy to navigate. Um our metro system, I mean, it can be challenging at times, um, you know, depending on what line you're on. But, uh, you know, it's inexpensive. It's easy. Like once you understand, you know, you, you, you pick where you're trying to end up and kind of work back from there. It's fairly easy to understand. 
um, and it really kind of gets you anywhere you need to go, especially if you're spending most of your time in kind of the downtown area, which is the bulk of where people stay and kind of where they, it's kind of the base of operation. So from downtown DC, you're, you can really get anywhere um, via the Metro. Um, Uber and rideshare are also another option. Um, you know, if you're traveling with a group, Metro is probably easier. Or if you, you know, like want to rent, um, you know, a van or something. But for the most part, I think DC is very easy to navigate. And again, if you're staying downtown, a lot of most places are within walking distance. If you're someone who's, you know, kind of into that and able to do that. Um, and generally, it's just faster. And it's, to me, it's the best way to see everything. You know, you walk, you can stop, you can look at things, you can, you know, something catches your eye, you can, you know, just hop right over. Um, and also, you can bike. Biking is becoming a much more popular option here. We've got rideshare bikes really everywhere. Uh, so they're inexpensive. You can, you know, rent one, get your destination, kind of drop it off. Um, so there you have a lot of options in terms of transportation here. And again, if you're based in downtown DC, it's really easy to get really anywhere that you're that you're trying to go. That's great tips. And again, thank you so much for sharing, Paige. That's very helpful. I want to go into your perfect itinerary, right? For somebody coming to DC, I'd love to know how many days you recommend, you know, just, and it could be for a solo traveler, you know, a couple, a family, but I'd love to hear if you had to pick a perfect itinerary of like how many days and some activities to do. I'd love to hear it from you on your idea of a quote unquote perfect itinerary in DC. Oh, wow. Um, I think three to four days if you're looking to do kind of a short trip. Um, and the ideal time to come is like in the spring uh, for, you know, for cherry blossoms. Um, and every, you know, all of the gardens. So if that's, you know, something you're interested in, that's a great time of year. Plus it's not as hot. DC in the summer is hot and humid, not even going to lie about that. So if you're not someone who likes, you know, heat and bugs summer, I'm just going to say it, maybe not for you. Um, but then, and also the fall, it's absolutely beautiful here with all of the leaves turning um there's you know concerts and movies that take place during that time of year so you're able to get the benefits of being outside without sweating to death and without the bugs (laughs) without all of the bugs so you know ideally those are like a great time to come but you know you know kids are are going to be out of school in the summer so i you know completely understand that um and there are so many things to do really any time of year that you come. But if you kind of want just, uh, you know, sort of a sampler of things, three to four days, you can definitely see a lot. You can, you're able to hit up, you know, some museums, check out our food scene, um, you know, get out and do something on the water. Um, you know, we've got our lovely Anacostia, we've got the Potomac, um, you know, so you could go over into Alexandria if you wanted to and Mount Vernon. So three to four days, you can really do a lot. Um, you know, if you're solar travel, you can pack a lot into that amount of time. Um, and if you're a couple, you know, again, you can pack in a lot of time. But you can also be a little bit more leisurely. 
um, and for a family. Um, I think it's especially if you have kids who are maybe not close in age and you're trying to give something to everyone, three to four days gives you something for mom and dad, you know, your the littles and your older kid without everyone kind of getting on each other's nerves. That's like the perfect amount of time for you to have some time together before it gets to be too much together. Sure. It's, you know, not too little and then it's not too much, but it's just right. So I I love the tip. So (laughs) thank you for sharing that. I think that's a perfect time too to visit. I've been to DC twice and I think three to four days is enough to scratch the itch, but it's not going to be too Mm -hmm. much. So I'm really glad you said that. I want to go into some surprises about DC, right? Because I don't like to get political. This is not a political podcast. Mm -hmm. But obviously, people associate DC with politics, right? It's natural for people who especially are who, you know, are not from America think that. I'd love to know some of the surprises that you have about DC when you started going and even surprises, misconceptions that you'd like to debunk for people listening to this, whether it's being afraid and not to be afraid, whether it's, you know, more of a normal city than people can imagine. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts around that. I mean, I think the biggest surprise is that, yes, it is a political city because it's the nation's capital, but there is... So much beyond that. I mean, that is such a small part of what happens here in this city. Um, and there's so much to do beyond that that has nothing to do with that. Um, I mean, the art scene here is simply amazing. And so many of the museums and places to check out art are free. Um, you know, we've got a, an amazing street art scene here. This, And that is something that we didn't really have, you know, like, 20 years ago, but DC is really becoming this great scene for graffiti and murals. So it's very vibrant. Um, DC has a fantastic theater scene. You know, I think a lot of people know Kennedy Center. Um, you know, and one of the things about Kennedy Center is, you know, it's not as buttoned up as and pinkies up as you might think. Um, they've really kind of changed their programming in the in the past few years. Um, and, you know, they've got great, they have great hip hop, they have salsa, they have uh, ballet, they have jazz, they have literally everything. They've built a new annex, which has, um, which welcomes sort of more local, a little bit more experimental side of the arts, and it's much more um, inexpensive. So Kennedy Center is is very welcoming, is very open, um, and it's just part of the whole vibrant um, theater scene. So I think the biggest thing I can tell people about DC is that, you know, there is so much more here to do than you would think. Um, and the other point about DC is that it is a very, very international city. And I that's one of the reasons why I love it, because, you know, I've traveled so much. So when I was looking for some place to settle, that was very important to me. Um, there are more than 175 embassies, international and cultural centers here from, you know, people from around the world. The embassies do a lot of events on their own. We've got a great organization called Cultural Tourism DC. We just had um, our embassy open house and our EU open house where embassies literally threw open their doors and welcomed the public in to sample food and their culture and their music. Um, You know, and then we've got a very international food scene. So DC is someplace that is 
very metropolitan. It's very international. It's very accessible um, in terms of being able to get around, but it's very accessible also in terms of, you know, things don't cost a lot here. There are a lot of free things. So you don't have to spend a lot of money if you're coming to DC. There's a lot that you can do that's free or pay pay what you can at theater. So, um, you know, you can have, you know, a, an inexpensive sort of solo trip, or you can really live it up. You know, really, the, the sky is the limit here. I love that. And I love that there's a budget for everybody in DC, right? You mm-hmm. can do free things, you can do, you know, cheaper things, you can do more glamorous, expensive things. It's kind of your budget and whatever you want to do, but also what interests you. So I love that you mentioned that. And as we kind of slowly-ish wrap up, I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. First one I have is, I'd love to know, as somebody who helps people plan itineraries and plan trips, what are some of the most important questions to ask yourself when you are planning an itinerary, right? When you're thinking about activities and other people and, and budgets, I'd love to know maybe two or three questions that you think are really important to ask yourself, right? If you don't know where to begin. I think the biggest question to ask is really, you know, what are the things you like? What are you interested in? Um, you know, people always think that when they go on trips, they have to do these crazy over the top things. Otherwise, you know, well, you know, we didn't make your trip worthwhile. You know, you don't have to go skydiving or something like that. Unless <laughs> that's what you're into, you know, but really, because the trip should be personal to you. Um, you know, if you want to see the monuments and memorials, that's cool. That's awesome. But, you know, really think about what things make you happy. What things are you curious about? What things have you always wanted to try or to see? And I think that is really the most fundamental question because then that is going to be how, you know, I kind of then build your experience and really, because again, it all starts with you. And that sounds very cheesy and like a tagline, but it, that really is uh, kind of the whole focus of, you know, what I do and the focus of, I think how you should approach any trip, you know, for instance, like I love street art and art museums. So whenever I'm planning a trip for myself, you know, I'm always like, you know, where are the art museums? Like, well, what are the art museums that I can see? Where, um, you know, what is the street art scene like there? Are there any festivals coming up? And then I kind of build everything around that. And I think that's a similar approach that people can use for themselves. I love, 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 love everything you say, (laughs) 120%, because a lot of times people don't like, like you think of a million other things, right? You think about budgets, you think about where to stay and other activities that other people are happy with. But at the end of the day, you really have to think about what you want. And if you're traveling with other people to compromise what they like too, but you have to be interested in what you want to do. You don't, Like it makes me laugh, right? I live outside of New York. And just because you go to New York to visit doesn't mean you have to see the Empire State Building, right? If you want exactly. to see it, <laughs> that's one thing. But if you don't want to see it, then don't see it, right? It's as simple right. as that. And I think a lot of times – people take things out of context or make things more complicated and confusing to what they are. So I'm really glad you kind of debunked that and made that a reality and even giving permission for somebody to say that, right? Just because you visit London doesn't mean you need to go to the bridge, right? Just because you go to Paris doesn't mean you need to see the Eiffel Tower. Just because you go 
again, to New York doesn't mean you need to see the Freedom Tower, right? Or even DC, it doesn't mean you have to go to Lincoln Memorial, right? All these things sounds really silly, but do what makes you happy, right? And I think that's such a clear message to send. So I'm really glad you said that. Um, I just really appreciate that. And I have my last question before we kind of slowly wrap up. I love to ask the question of how do you want people to feel after they experience your tour? But I want to word this for you as how do you want people to feel when they experience working with you? And also, how do you want them to feel when they are on the trip that you curated for them? Oh, that is such a good question. I mean, I want people to be excited. I really want them to just be looking forward to the experience. I really want them to, you know, trust that. I am as excited for, you know, to help plan this trip as they are to take it. You know, I want to plan something that makes you happy and excited. Um, you know, or when they're getting ready to go off on the journey, I just want them to have like a sense of anticipation and a sense of just curiosity about, you know, what's about to happen and just be open to it. Cause that's, I think such a fundamental part of travel, whether it's to DC or anywhere else, it's just to be open to the experience, whatever it is, and just be excited for whatever is to come. That's a beautiful message. And I love the excited and, and uh, excuse me, anticipation part, right? Because a lot of times when you book a trip, right, there's that time when it's booked and then to the time where you actually go. And it is that anticipation and that excitement to go on a trip. To me, that's always ha- like half the fun is planning what you're going to do, thinking about all the good times. And then when you're on it, it's getting excited to be there and fully embrace the moment and enjoy it. So that's a wonderful message. And I never, ever, ever like to wrap these up. But Paige, you've been absolutely wonderful. I love your story. Love your name, Karis Caravan. I love all the top places you picked, a lot of free things to do, a lot of fun things to do. But really to offer something different that's curated and to give people a once in a lifetime experience. So again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I'd love for you to just shamelessly plug away your website, your social media, and most importantly, how can people book a custom itinerary with you? Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank This has been so great. Um, you can visit my website, curious-caravan.com. Um, I'm on Instagram and somewhat on Twitter um, at curious underscore caravan. Um, so please hit me up there or you can drop me an email um, at page, P-A-I-G-E, at curious-caravan.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to help you plan your journey and experience here in Washington, D.C. Amazing. Thank you so much, Paige, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into Travel Experiences Reimagined podcast. Click the subscribe button to learn about a new tour guide or host each week, where you'll find out more about how they got started, talking in detail about their experience, and any fun facts or tips that they'd like to share. Do you have an experience that you would like others to learn about, whether it is a tour, excursion, adventure, or experience? Fill out our form online on our website at www.travelexperiencesreimagined.com for a chance to share your story and experience so others can learn more about what you have to offer. 